clap our hands and worship Him right now. Everybody give Him a hand clap of praise. Can somebody praise Him in this house? Do we have any praisers here tonight? I wonder, do we have any worshipers here tonight? Hallelujah. Oh, stand on His Word. Heaven and earth may pass away, but my Word shall never pass away. Brother, you get the Word in you. David said, Thy Word hath I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. That Word is a preservative. That Word will protect you. That Word will keep you. Reason people backslide is because they don't get enough of the Word in them. You get, you get enough of this Word in you, it's going to keep you all the way. How many believe that? Amen. Thank God. You see why I married her, don't y'all? Hallelujah. I married her because I loved her. I didn't know she could sing. Praise the Lord. But oh, what a wonderful time we're having this weekend. This I'm still basking over this service this morning. You, I tell you, there's no feeling today. You bless me. Amen. Uh, uh, I tell you, there's no feeling in the world like the feeling that you feel when you go into an apostolic atmosphere and the people of God knows how to praise and you know how to worship and you create an atmosphere that the Word of God can go forth and you feel the liberty. The Bible says where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. I feel that liberty at Greater Life Church. I said, I feel that liberty at Greater Life Jesus is in this house. I hope you didn't get so full this morning that you're not hungry tonight. Amen. That's right. Your your fine pastor and his family, they took us out to eat. I mean, we had an awesome meal after the service this morning. And But I'll be honest with you. I don't know what your plans are, Brother Hughes, for after church, but... After I get through preaching tonight, that meal that I had today, it's, it's gone. Amen. That's right. It's gone. I, I'm ready to eat again. I hope your spiritual appetite's like that. I hope you didn't get so full this morning that you're too full tonight. I'm satisfied, preacher. I'm, I, I'm, I'm full. No, sir. I believe there's a hunger in our heart. God, I want more and more and more and more. Give me more, God. Give me more. I'm never satisfied. I want all that God has for me. So I've come tonight to receive more. I believe there's some more miracles in this place tonight. Amen. I believe there's some more healings here tonight. Hallelujah. If you didn't get your complete healing this morning, your miracle tonight or today, tonight's your night. God's got a miracle with your name on it. Praise the Lord. Yes, He does. Thank God. So beautiful to be here at the Greater Life Church. Thank you again, Pastor Hughes, for your invitation. We we love these folks. Let me tell you, you got an awesome pastor and and family, his wife. Amen. That's right. These are, I cannot say enough about these folks. We love them so much. They, I'll tell you what he done. He, he, he said, you know, he didn't, he'd come preach for us and didn't know what he was doing, but I'll tell you, I can tell you right now, he blessed our church with his ministry. Amen. In a great way. And, uh, I believe he came into this world knowing what to do. I believe the anointing of God was on him when he came in this world. Praise the Lord. Thank God. How many is going to believe with me today, tonight that God's going to touch needs in this building? How many is going to believe with me tonight that everybody in this building, if you've got a sickness, amen, I still believe that he's the healer. Praise God. Maybe you didn't get complete your complete touch this morning, but if you did not, God's got it tonight. I'm telling you, God's got it tonight. I, I am a, I'm of the old school and, and I, I don't know any other way than just, just preach simple messages. Amen. But, uh, I don't want to preach. There's a lot of preachers that can preach to your intellect, but I, I want to preach to your heart. 
Praise God. I want, I want to preach where you're living. I want to preach right here. Amen. And, and, uh, and touch not only your intellect, but touch your emotions. And allow God to minister and touch your heart and your life. Amen. You remain standing. We're going to go to the Word. I'm going to take my coat off. The reason I take it off, I feel like I'm in a straight jacket. When I get that off, I feel like I can move around a little bit. Praise the Lord. You can't work with your cuddle coat on anyway, can you? That's right. And uh, I wear suspenders. There's a reason I wear suspenders. Amen. They're my safety belts because I jump around a lot. <laughs> Amen. That's right. And I had a little boy come to me. I was preaching somewhere and he's about five years old, I guess. Come up to me and said, why do you wear your belt on your shoulders? Amen. <laughs> I said to keep my pants from falling off. Praise God. <laughs> All right. But uh, I just feel a little better with them, with a little safety on. Amen. All right. And everybody say praise the Lord. Thank God. And uh, you be back here. I, I'm so excited. Brother Brother Hughes got me all excited about what's happening here at Greater Life Church. My Lord, Wednesday night and then right back next Sunday of groundbreaking. What an awesome service that God is going to give us. And what an awesome future that this church has. Praise the Lord. And I tell you, I like to say something about the prayer that opens the heavens. Uh, about two years ago, Brother Sam Emery, I don't know if he's from uh, California. He's a great conference camp meeting preacher. He has, he has family that live in Dallas, Texas. And every few weeks or months, actually, about probably twice a year, he comes to Dallas. And we have Sunday night church. And we're one of the few churches up there that still have Sunday night church. I still like Sunday night church. Amen. There's something about Sunday nights that's different from any other service. That's right. Don't take my Sunday night away from me. And uh, so he always calls me and says, Brother Stanley, I'm coming to Dallas. And uh, and uh, can I come preach uh, on a, that Sunday night for you? I said, well, sure. Anytime you come to Dallas, you're welcome to our pulpit. He's a great, awesome preacher. Amen. He's a conference preacher, camp meeting preacher. And I said, sure, come bless my church. So about two years ago, he came on a Sunday night. He called me and he said, he said, I'm in town. I'd like to preach for you Sunday night. I said, Brother Emery, we've got our stewardship service that night. We have our vision fund commitment service uh, that we have every year above our tithe and our offerings that people commit to the vision fund, which a lot of churches call it a building fund. And uh, all of our payments come out of that to pay our mortgage and whatever. And uh, I said, we got that plan. But I said, I usually preach on, on stewardship that, that night, preach on faith and give it. And, but I said, they hear me every year. I think to be a good voice. I said, do you have a good message on stewardship? He said, I got one. Amen. So he preached to our people that night about giving. And when he finished, he, he, he talked to me after service. He said, Brother Stanley, I got a prayer that I want to give you. I want to share with you. He said, it's the prayer that opens the heavens. Amen. So this prayer y'all pray, and we've been doing it for about two years. And I will tell you, it works. I'm telling you, it works. Amen. That's right. And uh, my son came and took over the church, and he he was not aware that we said this prayer every service, and uh, he didn't say it. The first service he was there, he knows how the prayer that opened the heaven, brother. My people got on to him. Amen. No, they didn't get on to it. But one man came up and said, Brother Stanley, you forgot something important. He said, what's that? He said, we didn't say pray the prayer that opens the heaven. He said, we got to pray that prayer. He said, God's been blessing. Amen. And we've had testimonies. One lady got an $80,000 a year raise. Another, another got a, a complete 
debt dismissed. Checks, my wife got checks in the mail she wasn't expecting. Amen. And people begin to get raises on their jobs and, 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 and debts paid off. College tuitions dismissed. Uh, lady got a letter and said you, said, uh, we had a board meeting and you don't have to pay this. And, and she shouted and talked in tongues about it. And I tell you, and the, it's the prayer that opens the heavens. Hallelujah. If you're stingy with God, He's going to be stingy with you. But if you sow abundantly, you're going to reap abundant. Praise God. You sow sparely, you'll reap sparely. But the more you give, the more God's going to open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. How many believe that tonight? Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. People are not aware how much it takes to operate the the church of the living God, but it takes so much to operate. Amen. Several thousands and thousands of dollars a month. Amen. And uh, we just finished a $2 million renovation on the shopping. Now, we bought a shopping center. That's what we bought. It was originally built for a shopping center. And uh, we came out of 15,000 square feet to 41,000 square feet. And we renovated it from every square foot of it. Cost us about $2 million. But I want to tell you what it did. God provided the money for us to do all of that with. That's right. We had paid 495000 for our 11 acres of land about 10 years ago. We completely paid that off because I was planning on uh, building a new facility from the ground up. And uh, and we paid that off. And this this shopping center came open. It actually was it had been converted to a church and they had a little auditorium or whatever already in it. And we bought it because we got it for $1.3 million, 41,000 square feet. And uh, the realtor that sold us that, I'm telling you that to maybe build happy faith a little bit. The realtor that sold us that uh, property that we bought had a dad that was an investor that had others investors that were looking for property in that neighborhood that wanted to find property to buy to uh, build apartments on and we had 11 acres we never put it on the market the investors came and looked at it he said I want it he gave us 1.2 million for it we only paid 495,000 for it we got 1.2 million for it our church was empty over there our old church after we moved out of it and there was a church of God preacher going up and down the street picking up children uh, on a Sunday morning noticed it was vacant nobody was in it no church going on he called me, found out who owned it. He called me and said, uh, uh, is that church for sale? I said, at the right price. He said, what do you want for it? He said, I said, we'll take $800,000 for it. And uh, and he said, well, let me get my board together and get my superintendent all that. They came over and looked at it and they talked about it a while. And then he come back a little bit later and he said, we have $700,000 cash. Would you take that for it? I said, cash. Cash is key. We'll take that. Amen. And so we sold that. So we had about $2 million for renovation. God just took care of the whole thing. We paid cash for all of the renovation of the property. All we got is our original note. Praise God. I said God is good. And you're going to find out as you progress in all of this, God's just going to pour out window, pour out blessings like you've never received before. Hey, ain't going to come from the north, the south, the east, and the west. Hallelujah. I'm excited about greater life. And I'm not even the pastor, and I'm excited about it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank God. I tell you, I told Brother Brother Hughes this morning, I said, you got an awesome church. God has blessed you with such awesome people. Do y'all know you're awesome? Turn around to your neighbor and say, you're awesome. Would you do that? Hallelujah. Yes, sir. You're awesome. Every one of you, God bless you. Thank the Lord. I'm going to preach a little while. How many wants to hear the word tonight? Amen. Remain standing. We're going to the book of Psalms, chapter 111 and verse 9. I'm going to read one verse of Scripture out of Psalms 111. I'm going to follow that with another verse of Scripture out of Psalms 113. And then we're going to the New Testament, to the book of Philippians, chapter 2, verses 9 through 11. 
For your consideration, let's look at Psalms 111 and 9. He sent redemption unto his people. He hath commanded his covenant forever. Holy and reverent is his name. I want everybody to repeat that last clause with me. Holy and reverent is his name. How many is in love with the name of Jesus? You're in love with Jesus? Amen. Psalms 113 now. Just another chapter or two over. Verse 3. From the rising of the sun unto the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. From the time the first pale streaks of the morning dawns, amen, and the first time you get up in the morning to the sun sets that evening, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Amen. Philippians chapter 2 verse 9. Wherefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. I think that takes care of it all, don't y'all? Heaven, things that are under it, things that are above it, things that are in it. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Verse 9. Wherefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. I did not come to preach to you something that you probably have never heard before. Some mystical revelation that maybe that you could receive tonight. I come to preach to you the simple word of God. I come to preach to you on a subject that is very dear to my heart. And I enjoy preaching on this subject very much. And I believe that this subject is also dear to your heart. Because what I'm going to preach about tonight is simply this. Magnifying the name of Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. Say it again. Magnifying. I'm talking about find the name. I what I'm talking about magnifying. I'm talking about getting Jesus bigger than your problem. Getting Jesus bigger than your situation. Getting Jesus bigger than your sickness or your financial crisis that you may be in or your marital difficulties that you may be having. We're going to magnify Jesus and get him bigger. Hallelujah. Ah, How many believe that he is the master of every situation? Clap your hands and magnify Jesus right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Pray over the word, Brother Hughes, if you would. Everybody say in Jesus' name. How many is going to help the poor boy preach tonight, are you? Amen. You may be seated. God bless you. And I want to just talk to you about the name of Jesus tonight. And uh, I have often wondered and I've asked myself the question, why does the devil hate the name of Jesus so much? Do you know he hates the name of Jesus as the old saying is, with a purple passion. He hates the name of Jesus. The Bible plainly tells us that the object of Satan's hatred is the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible said, but ye shall be hated of all men. Why? For my name's sake. Amen. That's right. The world does not hate you because you talk in tongues. That's right. There's a lot of tongue talking going on nowadays. It's cross denominational barriers. It's called glossolalia. And there's a lot of other churches that are taking up talking in tongues, you know, in the different denominations that you hear about. And, uh, they, the, 
devil doesn't hate you because you call yourself Pentecostal or even of your holiness lifestyle or whatever. He doesn't hate you because you shout and you run the aisles and you have demonstrative worship and thank God for that. Don't ever take emotional worship out of our, our church services. We've got to have it. Amen. But he hates that name because it is a name, amen, that he despises and, and anyone that carries that name. I believe that one reason the devil hates the apostolic church so much is because we are baptized into that name. We've taken that name in baptism. Amen. That's right. And to stir the devil up, you've got to get on that name and it'll stir him up. You could sing it doesn't worry about it too much. You could shout and testify and pray. But you start talking about the name. He wants to shut you up. But I want to tell the devil tonight, he's going to have to kill this little preacher if he's going to shut me up tonight. Because for the next little while, I'm going to magnify the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm going to call it tonight. Jesus. 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 Amen. For there's something about that name. Hallelujah. That's right. So I asked the question, devil, why do you hate the name of Jesus? It's just five little letters, five letter word. There's a lot of S-U-S in that. They call him Jesus, but they spell it J-E-S-U-S. That's right. And, and so why do you hate the name of Jesus? So tonight, I'm going to preach to you about five or six or seven reasons. I don't know how far we're going to get into this message tonight. I didn't finish the one I started this morning because the Holy Ghost fell in this place and it was time for God to do a work. So I don't know how long we're going to preach tonight. If you just want a five-minute sermon, well, let's just explode this place in about five minutes. Amen. And let Holy Ghost have its way. Can you shout praise the Lord? Thank God. But I'm going to preach to you about the reasons the devil hates the name of Jesus. The first reason that the devil hates the name of Jesus, it is the object of the saints' praise. That's right. You're talking about a jealous God. We're, there is a jealous devil. That's right. He doesn't, the devil doesn't like to share his glory. He doesn't like to share his dominion. He thinks he's pretty. He deserves a little dominion with God. That's why we have him to put up with down on this earth even today because he got kicked out of heaven. And I want to tell you why he got kicked out of heaven. It was over praise and worship. That's right. That's why the Lord kicked him out. Because he said, I deserve a little praise. I deserve a little worship. He said, I will exalt my throne above the throne of God. He said, I will be like the most high God. Did he not say it in Isaiah chapter 14? You can read it for yourself. Amen. I will ascend up into the heavens. I'll be like God. And God said, we're not going to put up with that. Amen. And the Lord kicked him out of heaven and he fell. And the Bible says he, he fell as lightning. Amen. It fell across the earth. I'm telling you, and lightning is 184,000 feet per second. So he fell pretty fast. Hallelujah. But they took a third of the angels with him. But the reason we got him to put up with is because, brother, he doesn't like you to worship. He doesn't like you to praise. If he can get you to sit on your pew, or your chair and do nothing. You're you're right into his hands. You're playing right into what the devil wants you to do. Amen. But devil, when I come to church, I don't care if you don't like it, I'm going to praise. I'm going to worship. I'm going to magnify the name of Jesus Christ. Oh yeah. Hallelujah. The devil likes dead church. I said Satan likes dead churches. That's why he don't like greater life. I can tell that right now. Amen. Because there's people that knows how to praise. There's people that knows how to worship. They know. Hallelujah. They know how to magnify the Lord. That's why the devil hates you. Because you know how to praise. And you know how to worship. 
Hallelujah. And if you don't like shouting and you don't like praise and you don't like worship, amen, I just can't help it because the Lord loves it. Hallelujah. He loves people. He said, I inhabit the praises of my people. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. I'm going to praise the name of the Lord. Hey, all morning, I'm going to praise him. Before I get my first glass of milk, I'm going to praise him. I'm going to magnify his name. Can you shout amen? amen? Hallelujah. See, the devil don't want you to praise God. He don't want you to magnify. He don't want you to get excited. He wants you to be quiet. He wants you to just sit there. Hallelujah. But just because you want me to be quiet, devil, and because you don't want me to praise, I'm going to get right up and I'm going to praise and I'm going to do it right in your face, devil. If you don't like to shout, I'm going to shout in your face. If you don't like to worship, I'm going to worship in your face. Can you shout amen? amen. Hallelujah. That's right. I remember Brother Andrew Urshan. I don't know if y'all remember him or not. Brother Nathaniel Urshan's dad. I remember Brother Ori Johnson preached one time years ago. Never forget it all the day of my life. He said, hey, Brother Andrew Johnson, come preach for me. One time I picked him up at the airport. And when he opened the corridor, he said, in corridor, he said, in Jesus' name. He may, he said, I first thought he was afraid of my driving. He may, but I found out later when he got out of the car, he said, in Jesus' Jesus name. He walked in my house and when he opened the front door, he said, in Jesus name. When he took his first cup of coffee, he said, in Jesus name. I took him to the hospital to visit the sick. He walked into the hospital room saying, in Jesus name. Whatsoever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Is there Jesus people in the house? I said, is there any Jesus people in the house? Does somebody love that name? I said, is there any Jesus people in the house? Oh, hallelujah. I'm going to praise. I'm going to magnify. I'm going to love. I'm going to honor that name. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to go to the next reason why the devil hates the name of Jesus. Number two reason he hates the name of Jesus. It's because it is a name given him that is above every name. It's above the name of the greatest king, the greatest general, the greatest scientist, the greatest inventor, the greatest architect, the greatest lawgiver, the greatest physician, and the greatest preacher that ever lived. It's a name, friend. It's above the name of Buddha. It's above the name of Allah. It's above the name of Baal. Hey, it's a name that is above any other name. No other name is above that name. It's the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And there's something about that name. When you speak it, it's got a different sound than any other name that you can speak. I know you love I'm not going to disrespect your pastor tonight because I have utmost respect for him. But I know you love the name Hughes because it's your pastor. Amen. But I know a name that's greater than Hughes. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. My name is Stanley. And I like my name. I've got a popular name. You can read it on billboards. Stanley Tools. Stanley Home Products. Amen. That's right. I saw I saw a ballpark, a baseball field the other day, and on the on the back back there, it had Stanley and big old boxcar letters. Amen. I think it was advertising Stanley Tools. Oh, I like that name, but I know a name that's greater than Stanley. Hallelujah! I want to show you something. When you talk about the name of Jesus, everybody in this building say Stanley. I think you already can do better than that. Everybody say Stanley. Stanley. Oh, no. My God. See, it, it, it doesn't have any, 
any real meaning to you. Not really feeling. I've never shed my blood for you. I've never died for you. I've never saved you from from a life of sin. I've never pulled you out of the pit. Amen. And became a savior to you. But I preach to people that it's in love with a name. And that name is Jesus. And I want everybody to say it right now. Let's say Jesus. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. Jesus. 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 Oh, I love that name. Oh, neither is there salvation in the other name. For there's none other name given among men under heaven whereby we must be saved. Brother, would you call on that name Jesus? Hell trembles. Hell becomes nervous. Amen. The devil hates the name of Jesus. He don't want you to call that name. But I want somebody to shout it again. Jesus, shout it again, Jesus. Oh, yes. There's something about that name. Jesus. Oh, yes, Jesus. 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 I get excited when I just call on that name. I said I get excited when I just call. Is anybody in love with Jesus tonight? Hallelujah. I'll tell you what, the world can make more racket down at Texas Stadium or, or, or the Cowboy Stadium and they can scream and holler over the, somebody running down the field with a bag of wind under their arms amen and make it a touchdown brother shame on us apostolics if we come here and sit like a bunch of wooden Indians and we can't love the one that saved us and shed his blood for us and brought us out of the pits of sin I tell you I'm going to love him I'm going to praise him I've got a man. Jesus is in this house. I'm telling you, I'm telling you what I feel in the Holy Ghost. Something miraculous is going to take place before we finish this message tonight. Amen. Before we leave this service, something's great's going to happen. Somebody in this building is going to get you a miracle that you've been asking God for for a long time. Hallelujah. Amen. You can't find this in the, in scripture. But use your imagination with me. This is found in Stanley 2 and 1. Amen. I, I, I don't even guess there was a midwife when Jesus was born in that manger. But if there had been a midwife there and she helped bring forth that child to Mary and Joseph. And she brought that child to Mary after his birth and said, Joseph, what are you going to name him? You're going to name him Obed? No. You're going to name him Zachariah? No. You're going to name him Joseph Jr.? No. Well, what are you going to name him? He says, I'm not going to name him. How come you're not going to name him? How about it, Mary? What about, what are you going to say? Are you going to name him Mary? I'm not going to name him either. Well, why are you not going to name him? Because God has already named him. For God has given him a name. I said, for God has given him a name. Uh, he, that angel looked at Joseph in Matthew 1 and 21. It says, thou shalt call his name Jesus, for they shall say, he shall save his people from their sins. Thou shalt call his name Jesus. Amen. The third reason. The devil hates the name of Jesus. Am I doing all right, Sister Taylor? My wife says don't taste too long on one, on one reason. Because she likes sermonettes. 
You know what a sermonette is, don't you? Sermonettes produce Christianettes that smoke cigarettes. I didn't come with a sermonette tonight. Amen. I want to I give you something that you can get a hold of. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, it's time that we understand. No, I'm just teasing about her. I don't want to get in the doghouse. She, she loves good preaching. Praise God. She just don't like long preaching. But, but I want to tell you, I, I want to preach on this next point. The third reason that the devil hates the name of Jesus is because it's the surest evidence of the presence of God. <laughs> Amen. He don't want you to come to church. He don't mind you come to church. Just don't come in his name. Amen. Because it's a surest evidence of the presence of God. You know, sometimes we get worried about the presence of God and we get in a rut how God ought to bless us. Amen. We think about camp meeting boy, when we go to Lufkin or I don't guess y'all go to Lufkin anymore. I don't even know if y'all got a camp meeting. Amen. But, uh, but, uh, but uh, when we went to Lufkin and had those great camp meetings, you're talking about shouting and running the aisles and having a great time in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Those were the good old days. Can I hear an amen from some of you? Thank God. I was born and raised at the campground. Ever since I was a toddler, I was at the campground. But, but I'm telling you, when you think about camp meeting, you think about shouting and running the aisles and talking in tongues and, and dancing in the Spirit. Amen. You think about Sunday night service when the silver tones are singing up here. Oh, hallelujah. I said, who are the silver tones? He said, that's our seniors. Amen. Ours are silver eagles. And some of them are bald eagles. Amen. But I'm telling you, we got to understand that when the silver tones are singing those old songs, I still love those old songs. Amen. Y'all sung one tonight. I looked at Brother Hughes. I said, my Lord, I don't think I've heard that since I was in diapers. Praise God. That was a long time ago. Brother, but I want to tell you, when you get to thinking about the presence of God and how God should bless us, if God doesn't bless us the way we think we ought to be blessed, we think we haven't had a blessing. You say, hey, brother, what kind of service you had last Sunday night? My God, we had a blowout. We climbed the walls and we bit the ceilings and we shouted and we tore places. My God, the preacher didn't even get to preach. It's good if the preacher don't get to preach. Hallelujah. had a blowout. You know, that's how we can determine whether the service is good if the preacher don't get to preach. Hallelujah. Brother, but, but, uh, 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 yeah, somebody else, how was y'all service? Well, nothing happened. We didn't do much. Just had church and went home. Amen. What are you looking for anyway? Let me tell you something. Shouting, running the aisles, rolling on the floor, hooping and hollering is not the surest evidence that the presence of God is there. I've seen some of that go on that I knew God wasn't in it. Some of you look at me like a cow looking at a new gate. Y'all may tell you how a cow looks at a new gate. Y'all city folks, y'all don't know how a cow looks at a new gate. Cow looks at a new gate. You put a new gate up, a cow will go up and look at that gate. He'll do it every time. You put a new deer uh, feeder in a deer blind, a big deer pen. I'm a deer hunter. I put a new feeder in there. If that deer hadn't seen that feeder before... Especially that old doe, she's usually the first one shows up. Hey man, she'll look at that, that new feeder that's in that pen and she'll go. What's she trying to do? She's trying to get that thing to move. Hallelujah. Cause I ain't seen nothing like that before. Some of you are looking at me and saying, I ain't never seen a preacher like this before. Y'all looking at me like a, looking at a new gate. Uh, but, uh, but I want to tell you something. You got to understand, amen, that the surest evidence of the presence of God. Let me give you, 
the surest evidence. Go to the book of Matthew chapter 18, I believe it is. And verse number 20, I'm going to show you the surest evidence of the presence of God. I hope I got that somewhere in Matthew there. There it is. Amen. This is the surest evidence of God's presence. Whether anybody shouts or not, whether anybody runs the aisles or not, whether anybody does somersaults or not, I want to tell you, you don't judge a service about emotional things. The Bible says where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Hallelujah. Brother, where two or three are gathered together, he said, I'm in the midst of them. I knew God was going to be here before I walked through those doors tonight because there's a people that are called by his name that are here worshiping him tonight. The surest evidence is the name of Jesus Christ. How many come in his name tonight? Is there anybody come in his name tonight? Hallelujah. That's the surest evidence of the presence of God. Whether you shout or not, whether anybody gets healed, whether anybody gets the Holy Ghost or not, he said, if you'll come in my name, he said, there I am in the midst of them. That's why the devil hates the name of Jesus, because these are Jesus people. How many's ever been baptized? Hallelujah. I've taken on his name in baptism. My name is Bobby E. Stanley Jesus. Hello? I've taken his name. Here we're called by his name. Praise the Lord. Now the next fourth reason. Man, I'm doing good. The fourth reason. My wife says I don't do good when I chase too many rabbits, so I'm trying to stay with my notes. Amen. <laughs> she, she is the, your best friend. Thank God. In the name of Jesus. The devil hates the name of Jesus. is because there's safety in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I tell you what, I feel just as safe tonight if I was in the Lord's pocket. Because Proverbs chapter 18 and verse number 10, I believe it is. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. And the righteous runneth into it and are what? And are what? Safe. That's why the devil hates the name of Jesus. Because you have been, uh, you're protected by that name. You're preserved by that name. Uh, The name of the Lord has put a shield over your life. And the devil hates it because he can't get to you. He cannot get to you. Because you're the people of the name. Hallelujah. That's right. It's a preservative. It's protection for you. And the devil, you can't get me. You can't touch me because I'm running. I'm running in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I like that word runneth. Everybody say the righteous runneth. E-T-H on the end of any word means a continuation. Hallelujah. My dad baptized me in the name of Jesus. Oh, I can't tell you how long ago you'll figure out how old I am. Amen. But it's been over 60 years ago that my dad baptized me in the name of Jesus. And Brother Hughes, I've been running in that name ever since. And the devil's been trying to get me. He's been trying to trip me up. He's been trying to destroy me. But I'm a child of the name. I'm running in that name. And devil, that's why you hate me so much. Because you can't get to me. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. Can you shout amen? Oh, I haven't gotten to the end of it yet. I'm learning more and more and more. Amen. Brother Henry Ivey. I many remember Brother Henry. Y'all don't know Brother Henry Ivey. Brother Henry Ivey is an old Bible teacher way back in Louisiana years ago. In fact, I pastored the church in Louisiana before I came to Dallas. I, I was pastoring in Louisiana in my 20s. I went to Dallas, Texas when I was 29. 
But when I went to Louisiana, I pastored the church where old brother Henry Ivy used to pastor. He was one of the greatest Bible teachers that you could ever, ever sit under and listen to. It was back in the days when we didn't have this modern technology. We didn't have the screens, the overheads, the computers, the iPads, and all that kind of junk. You know what we had? We had blackboards with chalk. How many times have I taught a Bible study on a blackboard with chalk? Has anybody here remember those days? Amen. And he taught on a blackboard with chalk. And Brother Hughes, he, he, he was noted for stick men. He could draw stick men and he can make those stick men jump. He can make them crawl. He can make them fall down. He can make them run. He can make them walk. He can make them fight. He can make them do anything he wanted to do with those stick men. And one night he was preaching on this teaching, actually on this scripture that I just read. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. And what he did, he drew a little stick man running across this blackboard for all of its worth. And right behind this stick man was a devil with a with a fork at horns and pitchfork and a, and a red devil suit on. It looked like any minute that devil was going to drive that pitchfork in the hind side, back side of that little stick man. And there he was running across. And on the far end of the chalkboard, he drew this big old tower. Amen. And just about the time it looked like that that devil was going to put that pitchfork through him, he reached the door of that power. He opened that door. He slammed that door in the devil's face. And the next caption, the next caption was, he he had that little stick man at the top of that tower looking down at the devil and said, yeah, 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 you can't get me now. You can't get me now. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's time we start yeah, yeah, and the devil. It's time that you start telling the devil, I'm a child of the king. I've got the name of Jesus around me and you can't touch me. You can't touch me, devil. Amen. That's why the devil hates you because he can't get to you. That name is protection. It's protection. It's protection. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't get me now. You can't get me now. Oh, I don't think all that's necessary. That's why you the shape you're in. Hallelujah. You need a yeah, yeah, and the devil every time you get a chance. Hallelujah. Because devil, I'm a child of the name. And you hate me. You hate me. But you can't touch me. You can't touch me. Oh, no, sir. I'm running in that tower. I'm running in that tower. I'm running in that tower. Amen. That's why I got power. That's why I got victory. That's Oh, somebody's not hearing me. All right. Oh, yeah. Sister Michelle Reigns in our church back in Dallas, down with cancer. Doctor says there's no hope. There's no hope. She was in the ICU. She was in the hospital, not expected to make it. Amen. The church went to prayer. We started praying for her. Amen. Brother, she, she gave me a phone call the next day. Or it may even been that night. I can't remember. It's been a while back. But she said, Brother Stanley, God has touched my body. Amen. She said, last night, she said, I had two death angels come into my room, my hospital room. Two death angels dressed in black. And I knew they were death angels. And I knew they'd come to get me. And they started toward my bed. All of a sudden, they stopped and looked on the floor. And they started backing up. And she said, I was wondering what they were looking at. She said, I looked on the floor. And all around my bed was a red crimson stream of the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. And the devil could not cross the bloodline. And the devil could not cross the bloodline. I'm here to tell somebody that you got the bloodline on you. You're covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. And the devil cannot cross that bloodline. You need to shout. You need 
to rejoice. You need to praise God, brother, because you're protected by the blood of Jesus Christ. God healed her, brought her out of that hospital. She lived several more years after that. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, there's power in the blood of Jesus Christ. Shout amen. Brother, it's a hedge. It's protection. Oh, that's why he hates it so much. I'm going to the last point. I have two more. And I want to start with this one. He hates it. Number five. He hates it because it's powerful when used in prayer. Mark chapter 16, verse 17 and 18. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. In my name they shall speak with new tongues. In my name they shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. In my name they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That's why you hate the name of Jesus. Because it's powerful when used in prayer. It's powerful when used in prayer. Amen. Peter and John walking up to the gate. Amen. Going to the temple to pray. There said a lame man. And he was crying out, arms, arms, arms. Do you have some arms? All of a sudden, something hit Peter. He looked at John and said, I feel something. Amen. He said, oh, look. He said, he looked at that lame man. He said, look on us. Look on us. Amen. And he looked at him and said, silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, such as I have, well, what do you have? The modern denominal church world would have to say this. Silver and gold have I plenty, but what you need, I haven't any. Because most of them don't believe in signs, wonders, and miracles. Hallelujah. But Peter was an apostolic, one God, Jesus named tongue talker. Hallelujah. He said, silver and gold have I none, but I've got something I'm going to share with you. Such as I have, I'm going to give you. And the next words come out of his mouth, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I've got a name. I've got a name. I've got a name. I said, I've got a name. I'm going to share with you that name. I said, I'm going to share with you that name. Oh, honey, look on us. Oh, I'm telling you, he said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he rose up. He leaped and he shouted and he walked and he magnified God. Miracles take place when the name of Jesus is applied. Miracles take place when you pray in that name. Deliverance is in the name of Jesus. Victory is in the name of Jesus. Power is in the name of Jesus. Healing is in the name of Jesus. And did you know God has given the church the power of attorney? They, let me tell you what the power of attorney is. The, the church has received the power of, of attorney to use that name. What is a power of attorney? It is a written document which authorizes one person to act upon the behalf of another person. He is the groom. We're his bride. We've taken his name. We've taken his name. Hallelujah. What Sister Stanley married me? She took my name. Hallelujah. When I was romancing her, and we were dating, I went over there one night, one day, to, to, to be with her and visit her. And I looked, and she'd been practicing. Glinda J. Stanley. Glinda J. Stanley. Glinda, she was practicing. I said, what are you doing? She said, I'm trying to see how it looks on all those checks. I'm going to write. Because she said, what's yours is mine. And what's mine is yours. Hallelujah. That's right. That's right. Sometimes I get $20 missing out of my billfold. I said, you stole $20 out of my billfold. She said, you can't steal from yourself. Hallelujah. 
Oh, you ladies, don't you start that. Hallelujah. That's right. You can't steal from yourself, she said. We're one. Hallelujah. Brother, do you know that's what the Lord's looking at your, at the church today? He said, you're one with me. I and you, and you're with me. And he said, greater works than these shall you do. Amen. He said, I'm going to give you the power of attorney. You're going to operate in my name. These signs shall follow them that believe. Hey, how many believes the healer is here? How many believes the Holy Ghost baptizer is here? Can you shout amen? There's healing in the name of Jesus. We're going to have a prayer service in a few minutes because we're going to exercise the authority of the name. And everybody in this building, that you've got a sickness in your body, you've been diagnosed with something or whatever. Hey man, you're going through a financial problem. You're going through marital difficulties. I don't care what it is. We're going to use the authority of the name against it tonight because there's power in that name. Somebody's going to get a miracle of healing in this building. I feel it right now. Hallelujah. I'll tell you what. I, I was preaching on faith in, in Mattoon, Illinois. This is back in July, a year ago. I was preaching and, and I was preaching about healing and miracles. And the Holy Ghost came into that service. People started coming to the front needing a miracle in their life. We started praying for them. The pastor came over. I was on one side of the building. The pastor came over. He said, I want you to come here. I want you to pray for this couple. Amen. Come over here and pray for them. Said they've been trying to have a child for 15 years and they haven't been able to have a child. And then the Holy Ghost told me to get you to come over and lay your hands upon them and pray for both of them that they will conceive and bring forth a child. And I said, okay. I walked over there. I laid my hands on them. I began to pray for them. And as I began to pray for that barren wound, I command it to become fruitful. And I ask God right now, Lord, 15 years they've been praying. And seeking you and wanting a child. I say in the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. Let it be come to pass. In Jesus name. Oh yeah. Brother and the Holy Ghost hit me. I looked at them. I said when you conceive. I want you to tell this pastor. Call me and let me know what happened. Lo and behold. About a month later. I got a call. Ha <laughs> The pastor called me and said, i got this couple in my living room right now. They just come from the doctor's office. Amen. She is with child. Hallelujah. She is 15 years, 15 years. She's with child. Oh, and they got to figure it out. And she got pregnant about the same week that I prayed for her. Just a few days later. Hallelujah. I'm telling you. And they sent on March the 30th this year 2018 I would to the Lord I had given that picture to them and I forgot I got the picture on my phone hey man the pastor and his wife are holding a brand new baby girl healthy born March the 30th 2018 hallelujah because somebody I said he's still the healer somebody would I'm telling you, Jesus Christ is still the healer I said he's still the healer I was preaching in Denison Texas just a few months ago there was a lady in that service that day. Amen. Excruciating pain. Her, her, her knees swollen. Could not hardly walk. She would cry with it. Couldn't even walk up steps. Amen. And hardly could go to work. And she had pain for months. And she would pray. Seemed like nothing happened. But while I was preaching that service, amen, the Holy Ghost hit her. And faith exploded in her heart. And she said, in Jesus' name, no preacher laid their hands on she said immediately while Brother Stanley was preaching, the pain left. I have no pain any longer. After months of pain, God is healed. I tell you, that same healer is here tonight. That same healer is here tonight. The same God is wanting to do something right here tonight for somebody. God's wanting to do something for somebody. Hallelujah. 
My dad's an old pioneer preacher. There was a young boy in this church about seven, eight years old. It was back in the days when they didn't have concrete slabs. They had houses with blocks under them. He was crawling under the house, playing under the house. He got in a bed of rattlesnakes. He was bitten 16 times. They rushed him to the hospital. The family called my dad, the pastor. Come down here quickly. The doctors don't give him any hope. My dad rushed to the hospital. He walked in that room. That young boy had been bent so many times that he was completely swollen so much. His eyes were closed. He couldn't even see through them. He looked like a big old blowed up balloon. And my dad said, hey, we're going to go to God and we're going to pray for him. And they began to pray for him. And dad said, in the name of Jesus, I take authority over every poison and venom in this body. I command it to go in Jesus' name. And my dad said it was like if you had stuck a pen in him. He went down immediately. And the swelling left completely in an instant's time. I'm telling you, that's the kind of God that we serve. Come on, let's stand together. Give me some music up here. Hallelujah. I feel like the healer is in the house tonight. I said, I feel like the healer is in the house tonight. Hallelujah. Is anybody in this building? This is what I want to pray for tonight. Everybody in this building that needs healing in your body. Maybe you've been diagnosed with something. Or maybe you don't understand what's happening. Maybe you've been going through affliction or sickness or some kind of affliction in your body. Hey man, I want you to come right now. We're going to pray for everybody in this building that needs healing right now. Come on, if you need healing right now, step out where you are. Come on. We're not going to beg you to come. If you don't believe God's going to do anything, I'm not going to beg you. But I believe the healer is walking this building right now. I believe the healer is in this sanctuary. We're going to use the name of Jesus. I said we're going to use the name of Jesus. Come on, just just get all the way across here. I'm asking Brother Hughes to come up here. I'm asking uh, the assistant, uh, all the ministers. If you're a minister, I want you to come up here right now. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I want the rest of you... I want the rest of you, if you would, as many would come and stand behind us and let's support these people right now with our prayers. Would you do that? Support these people with our prayers.